0: Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Dawn Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly abundantly and overflowing joy. I do want to remind those who live locally to come and attend my Bible study. We meet on Wednesday evenings at 6 p.m. We are located inside Top Hat Pools and Stoves. And the address there is 2258 Main Street. It's about a half a block past Cardello Lighting on the left side of the street. Bible study is about two hours. Sometimes we finish at eight, sometimes a little after eight. But this is a great group of people. It's a small group. Everyone's hungry to learn more and more. And we are currently finishing the seven cities of the book of Revelation, and that will be completed in the next two to three weeks. So I encourage you to come and join us on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. You won't be disappointed. Tonight, part two of Be Careful What You Hear. Last week, I focused on 1 Timothy 4 verse 1, and I'm going to continue there. So let me just read that again. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Now the spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. These were believers. Paul is referring to believers who had faith, but somehow their faith got shipwrecked either by the circumstances of life, and then the enemy, our adversary Satan, was able to convince them of his lies, and they actually departed from the faith. Now, there are several things that will open the door to deceiving spirits. And the first one is unbelief. You see, if you get wounded by a person, by a loved one, maybe through infidelity or betrayal of a trust, or maybe just wounded by financial ruin, whatever the reason, the enemy will always try to get you to stop trusting God. He wants to break our relationship with God. And then eventually what happens is you will begin to not believe God, and these deceiving spirits work to get you to a point where you now believe that God is lying to you instead of the enemy lying to you. And you believe that. You Believe those lies, and you actually think God is the one who's lying. You see, Satan is the master of division, and he will always try to make you double minded. Remember what it says in the book of James it says, A double minded person is unstable in all their ways, unsteady, unstable. So, we cannot be double minded, and we certainly can't be walking in unbelief the enemy will cause us to doubt God's love for us God's plan for us and ultimately ultimately you will begin to doubt your own salvation you'll begin to question are you really saved and you'll say those things to yourself am I really saved Now, it's important to put on your whole armor of God, Ephesians 6, and that helmet of salvation is the first thing that we put on. That helmet of salvation, we put on our head to guard our mind, and that mind has to be guarded so that we don't listen to the lies of the enemy. It guards what we think. It guards what we see, it guards what we say, and it guards what we hear. When you hear the voice that tells you that God has let you down, oh, God was, wasn't there for you, silence that voice immediately. Just say, I will not listen to those lies. I believe God. God is for me. He's not against me. God will help me through this because he is my helper. And then quote this wonderful verse. I look unto the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. That is Psalm 121. 1. Now you can come up with other verses. There's many other verses that you can quote and declare that will help get your mind and your thoughts back where they need to be see we have to do this immediately we have to immediately begin to refute the evil one's lies if not they begin to take root in our heart psalm 16:7 through 8 is one that we should declare back to the Lord. And this is what it says. It says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Two real important scriptures, two Two uh, real important parts of this uh, set of scriptures. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. You see, we want to take God's counsel. We want to take the counsel of the Holy Spirit. Because that counsel is total truth. We don't want to receive the counsel of lies from the enemy. And then David says, Because He, the Lord, because the Lord is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. So that means that circumstances that come, difficulties, pains, sorrows, they're not going to move me. They're not going to move me. Because Jesus and the Godhead are at my right hand. I'm not going to be moved. I'm going to take the counsel of the Lord. And my heart is going to instruct me in the night seasons. See, you will get into trouble. And these deceiving spirits, they, they're ready. They're ready to take advantage of you when you begin to walk in unbelief. That unbelief is evil. And they're ready to just partner with that unbelief and take you in a whole different direction. Now, anger can also open the door to these deceiving spirits. Allowing anger to foment in your heart, causing you to be angry at God, angry at the people who've hurt you, angry at the people who may have cheated you or willfully did you wrong. Here's where we must turn to the Lord and say, Help me, Holy Spirit. I need your grace to forgive. I don't want to remain angry. You see, anger unchecked will lead to seeking revenge for the wrong that has been perpetrated against you. So we cannot let that anger go unchecked because it will just start working in your heart. And all of a sudden, you'll want to get revenge. You'll want to get revenge. Now, if you begin to entertain revenge, these deceiving spirits will happily oblige you. And now you will have head, be headed down a very dangerous path. Sometimes, just becoming lazy and undisciplined in your walk will open you up to deceiving spirits. You do things like stop reading your Bible. Oh, because you're too busy or you're too tired. And then you miss church or Bible study once, twice. Ah, gosh, it seems pretty easy now to stay home. So you do. These are also dangerous actions. Slowly, your mind is not sharpened to the word of God because you're not reading the word of God. And you're not in fellowship, hearing the preaching of the word of God and the teaching of the word of God. And the enemy's voice, which is extremely convincing, and it sounds so good to our flesh that it just leads us slowly astray. You were driving in the middle of the road, but you kept crossing the white line until you were completely off the road and in the ditch. See, that's how it happens. You start out well. You're right in the center of the road, doing, doing good, and then just missing church once, S- slowly not reading your Bible every day. Maybe now you're down to once a week, and you're crossing that white line, periodically, until you cross that white line so much so that you do end up in the ditch. Now, that's why it's good to have a spiritual mentor or a friend who keeps an eye on you. Of course, you can depart from the faith. Believe it or not, you can depart from the faith just sitting in a pew on a Sunday morning because you have a pastor or leader who is feeding you doctrines of demons? Now, we talked last week about the Methodist Church's national leadership, which is allowing gay and lesbian individuals to become pastors. And see, it's not just the Methodist Church that's in, uh, in trouble here. Every denomination is being assaulted by this heresy. Individual pastors who have completely gone woke or they are more interested in social justice, equity, and inclusion and buy into all this kind of heresy. And it is, it's not of the Lord. It's not scriptural. So guess where they're going to take their people? And ultimately, the people will lose their faith. They will be drawn out. Away from the truth of the gospel, and they will no longer walk in the faith. Culture is pushing on the church, and instead of standing up to culture and saying no, they cave in. They go along. They stay silent or go voiceless because they don't want to make enemies in the church and they don't want people to leave. COVID had a very devastating effect on the church, which was one of its main goals, to shut the church up for good. Thank God for the few brave pastors who stood up against the infringement of their First Amendment rights. The majority of the church in the United States became lemmings. They never spoke up. They just did what they were told to do, even when it was against their constitutional right to assemble. What institution do you know of that needed to be open more than liquor stores? (laughs) I think you know the answer. The church is supposed to be a spiritual hospital. It's an institution that is supposed to reach out to the hurting the sick, the depressed. I think you get my point. Hebrews chapter three, verses twelve and thirteen says this. It says, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. See what see what it is. Uh, 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 the spirit of unbelief does, that deceiving, wicked demon. You get this evil heart of unbelief and it de- makes you depart from your faith, depart from the living God. But the writer of Hebrews goes on to say, but exhort one another daily. That means encourage one another daily so that you don't lose your faith. And it goes on, while it is called today lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin you see those spirits those deceiving spirits want us to sin want to keep us departed from the living god so it's important that we exhort it's it's a command Exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened. Your heart will get hard through the deceitfulness of sin. I've talked about the emergent church before, but I feel it's important to bring it up again tonight. The emergent church teaches that there is no hell. So, these folks have already departed from the faith because they are sitting in churches every Sunday and are being taught doctrines of demons. Jesus, Jesus says in Matthew 10, we're going to look at uh, verses 27 and 28. Jesus says, whatever I tell you in the dark, Speak in the light and whatever you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Okay, turn to Matthew 13. We're going to look at several scriptures here. This is uh, Matthew 13. We're looking at verses 36 through 43. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came to him saying, Explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. And Jesus answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the Son of Man, the field is the world, and the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. In this same chapter, this is the parable of the dragnet. This is Jesus speaking again. He says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind, which, when it was full, they drew to shore. And they sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but threw the bad away. So so it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just, and cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Okay, if that wasn't enough to convince you, we're going to turn to Matthew 25 and look at verses 31 through 46. These are all Jesus' words, he says. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, You did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment but the righteous into eternal life and then one last scripture in the book of revelation chapter 21 verses seven and eight he who overcomes shall inherit all things and i will be his god and he shall be my son But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So, this is my question Can anyone explain to me how people can believe there is no hell? when Jesus himself talks about it repeatedly. You see, deceiving spirits are demons that lead people astray, often drawing them into evil. The first work of these demons is to get the person to depart from the faith. This results in departure from holy living and acceptance of doctrines that will damn the soul, such as, the emergent church belief in the fact that there is no hell. Leaders who pretend inspiration and pretend revelation and false teachers of all kinds are the agents of demons. This is where the emergent church falls. It is a highly sophisticated community of believers And they believe more in their communal associations and dialogue than in the Holy Scriptures. This is an extremely dangerous movement. Deceiving spirits also entice people into sexual impurity. You see, these demons leave no stone unturned. This is where we are today, 2023. 2023. And why it is so important for all of us to be part of a healthy fellowship of believers. Now, if you're in, uh, if you're part of a church, I would admonish you: listen carefully to what is being preached and taught, as well as what is not being taught. Next week, I will definitely be talking about doctrines of demons, two specific doctrines that are new on the scene right now in the Church of America. One is called Enneagram, and the other is Christian Yoga, and I will explicitly tell you all about those so that you have a complete understanding of of them both. Father, I thank you for each one listening tonight and I thank you for giving them ears to hear your truth, the word of God, and to hear your voice clearly. Amen and amen. Well, this is Don Noble. You can email me at all lowercase letters, dot Pureheart.today. That's dot pureheart.today. Really, I'm, I'm going to scream if you don't email me. I want to hear from you. Please email me. You can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again. You can download the iHeartRadio app and go to podcast uh, Pureheart Ministries and listen to this uh, anytime. And, of course, I encourage you to please pray for this ministry. You prayer people out there, please pray for this ministry. And I would love for you and encourage you to please send a financial gift to help support this ministry on the radio. You can send that to Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. I know a lot of you are listening out there. You don't even live in the local area. And I have not heard from you. So please, please, please either email me and and also send a financial gift to Pure Heart Ministries PO Box 85 Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. I look forward to being with you again. This is Don Noble saying shalom shalom. Peace be unto you.